Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit w2mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. Hello and welcome to another Video Games to the Max. This is episode 229, and I'm your host, Sean Garmer, and here with me as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And well, we are the official Video Games Podcast of W2Mnet.com, and of course, we are in partnership with Last Word on Life as well, and well, it's another week in the world, and Mark... You're having to stay behind closed doors for another few weeks. Yeah, my uh, our governor just extended the deadline to like June 12th, so I'm real happy I got a haircut last week. <laughs> I'm sure that'll be uh, well received by all the people that are yeah. already protesting. It's gonna go great. <laughs> uh well, I mean, in my state, they're already hoping there's a phase two and things like that. Um, We'll see. Uh, I think uh, I was listening to more uh, stuff about, you know, how it spreads or whatever. And they were saying that call centers are like one of the worst environments because not only are you can't wear a mask, but you're speaking very loud, which makes it to where you're going to be flowing droplets everywhere. So yeah. I was like, well, that makes sense. Why we can't probably won't be going back for a while, which, again, is good for me. It saves me a lot of money. So. Yep, that's always that's always nice. <laughs> I might literally have to think about like finding another job if they do make us go back to the because it was starting to get to the point where I was having to worry about whether my car was gonna make it each week <laughs> because yeah. it was giving me too many um too many issues. So yeah, but hey, enough of uh enough of that stuff. You guys hear about that stuff all <clears throat> all day every day. So uh, video games. Mark, yep. uh, I haven't really uh, gotten to play much. I'm kind of just trying to write my reviews I have in the backlog and just get ready for Xenoblade next week and still yeah. thinking about whether I want to ask for Shantae or not. I got, I pre-ordered uh, Xenoblade pretty late. Like, I got that collector's edition or that one with the, mm-hmm. with the book. But, like, Amazon was like, your order is going to be delivered, like, June 12th. And I'm like, oh, geez. isn't that game, isn't that game due out next week? I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> like, I'm thinking about canceling that order and it's going to like picking up at like a GameStop if I can, or maybe Best Buy. It's like, holy Christ. Yeah, it might just be because it's a collector's edition. Yeah. And if you would have just got the regular game, you'd have been all right. Right. But. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just kind of waiting for that game to come out so it can fill me up for about a month, probably. It's going to take the, I don't know how long it's going to take me to beat that game. Yeah. Um, uh, and, let's see. Man. I don't know about you. I'm I'm playing Snowrunner still. <laughs> I don't think uh, I haven't touched Snowrunner again at all. <laughs> so. You're, you and Yen's favorite game. <laughs> yeah. Is uh, Yen's played it anymore with you or? No, he really detested it. It's just, it's just fun to make him force him to play it though. <laughs> <laughs> uh what else? Oh, uh I picked up Castlevania: Aria of Sorrow for the GBA. 
That's a that's a pretty good Castlevania game. <laughs> yes, it is. The GBA ones were pretty awesome. So uh, I know there's three. There's Circle of the Moon, which I have, but I've, I've yet to start up yet. Uh, Harmony of Dissonance, and then Aria of Sorrow. I think Aria is supposed to be the best one. Uh, it's funny, like the Selma Cruz has like really funny walking animation. Where it looks like he's like punching. It looks like he's like the Terminator. He's like punching his arms and he walks. And this this is this is weird. Like, isn't this guy supposed to be like? High school student. <laughs> so, what do you uh, like about it particularly, like compared to the other ones? Or uh, good map. I mean, it's uh, it's very reminiscent of like Symphony of the Night. Like certain locations are you know, exact, almost exactly the same. I mean, it's different, but it's like, hey, there's the library, or hey, there's the uh, you know catacombs and stuff like that. Uh, the the soul system is interesting. Like you have three souls. Like one is kind of attack, one is like utility, and one is like passive. Uh, yeah, yeah, I just like, I, I flick like Metroidvania games like my favorite genre, so that's a good one to play through, especially on a TV. Uh, definitely. It'll probably make you want to play the other ones, uh, at some point, so. Well, I have, I have Circle the Moon. Uh, I know that one, it, it's pretty, it, you know, it's thought of well, but like, I remember like, people saying it was too dark on a GBA, and I'm like, well, hopefully I don't have that problem on a TV. Like, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you would. You could adjust the brightness a lot more because the GBA, unless you got the backlight for it, that was a problem. Yeah. Uh, like, and I know, yeah. uh, hold on. No, I was like, I remember playing, I, I loved having that system, but it was just like, yeah, if you didn't play that in a well lit room, there was, uh, issues. I should have got the Game Boy Light, the Game Boy, uh, Japanese model that had a backlight built into it. I, de- I eventually got the SP. I got that too. I mean, yeah. that was like kind of my like my last big handheld. Oh really? Oh, you never had a DS or a 3DS? No, I mean I had a PSP and I got a Vita, mm-hmm. but I got them way late in their life cycles, respectively. So like I didn't like play them much at all. I've never right. touched a DS or 3DS actually. I don't think the 3DS would actually work for my like, my pretty bad eyes, so that probably wouldn't work. But I'm curious to try it. Uh, what else? I, I bought a few games. GameStop is having a sale this week, so I picked up some stuff for order, which I'll get here like next week, hopefully. What did you pick up? Uh, Kirby Superstar Allies. I've heard that that game is fun with with other people. Yeah, I like Kirby games. I mean, just in general. Yeah, so I, I love I know Kirby games like, too. I just keep forgetting to pick that one up. I know, like, I think the common complaint is like, oh, it's too easy. But I'm like, mm-hmm, right? Yeah, it's a Kirby game. Like, they're, I mean, they're all really easy. <laughs> like, it's not like. It's not like pixel pl- pixel perfect platforming like a Mario game, or it's not like super hard combat. Like it's yeah, it's a Kirby game. Like yeah, but it, I mean it's nice because like it's also like a little like relaxing and yeah, it's not yeah. stressful. <laughs> and and uh, you can like pick the things you want to turn him into and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, I picked up uh, Astral Chain. I've been yep. curious about that for a while. Definitely awesome. Uh. And I picked up uh, the Vanquish and Bayonetta 1 bundle for PS4. Can't go wrong with that. Two great games right there. Well, yeah, I guess it was free, so that was, that was, also, that was better. <laughs> Although I still need to play Vanquish. I have not. Did you play a second one? Or just never, not, not at all? No, I never played Vanquish. I, you know, I played Bayonetta, but not, not Vanquish. I remember, uh, yeah, I mean, they're both good games. <laughs> I think I probably prefer Vanquish more, personally. Oh really? What yeah. makes what makes you prefer it more than the? Uh, I think the gameplay, like I like shooters more than 
like Devil May Cry style action games, or, you know, the t- those types of games. Like, I like some of them, but not all of them. And it's funny because I have Bayonetta 2 for Switch and I've barely played it. <laughs> this is kind of a waste. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, so I think that's about it for me. Like, I, uh, I think there was like one other thing, like, maybe on the P, uh, played, played a few more like Sega Genesis games just cause hell, why not? Uh, yeah. I got nothing. Like, I'm still trying to write that Persona 4 or Persona 5 review. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that'll take a little while. I'm yeah. sure. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, gonna, I, I know Adam sent out an email for Maneater. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have taken it, but I don't have the console, so. I thought about it and I was like, uh, no, because I know what's going to happen. Xenoblade's going to come out and that thing's going to go right in the, I'm not playing that for a while. Yeah. And so I'll just, uh, I think just there's not some, touch uh, it. Yeah, I think there's a few things on like the Oculus Quest I need to get into, but. Yeah, I heard there was, some other games that just came to it, or yeah, uh, I mean, stuff's always trickling out to it a little. But they made a they made a room game for it. I'm kind of curious about that. <laughs> yep, I'm sure that will uh that will be striking your fans soon. Yeah, this is the boring this is part. That, like <laughs> big. Yeah, I mean, next week is the like I guess big week of this month. Yeah. So that's when we'll have uh, some games uh, to discuss at that point. Even though even even some older stuff that Marco's already played all all those things that uh are coming to the Switch. That, yep. So. so I'm sure it'll be a lot like, oh, it's fine if you need it to go on the portable on the go, but it still doesn't look as good as a PS3 or P or Xbox three sixty version. Right. The um yeah, I mean that Saints Row, I I saw pictures of it, the Saints Row Remastered or Saints Row the Third Remasters, man, it looks good. Well, that's because, like, they actually did work on it. It's not just a straight port job. So, yeah. yeah, like, everyone looks different and, like, higher, you know, some characters are pretty different, actually, but everyone looks, like, a lot more realistic and, like, less cartoony, I would say. Yeah. And that Crucible game from Amazon came out. So, uh, you can go play that if you want to. I, um, I was going to watch gameplay and I just, I, n- I never got the time because now things have opened up. So, I used to have little, um, breaks where like you know you have a minute or so or 30 seconds or so without calls now it's like bang 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 again so uh i can't even turn around to look at the laptop for a second before i get a call it's like ah well whatever Uh, it is what it is at least it did say i'm like so glad i got that uh that usb ethernet thing um when i first found out i was gonna be working from home because it saved my butt uh, yesterday, because my computer just, I don't know, it would not load anything, and I had to restart it, and it takes like 20 minutes for that thing to restart completely, and I was like, well, I can either use 20 minutes of work, or just use this, and it worked pretty good, so, glad to know that works. Yeah, that's always nice. Uh, well, uh, glad to know also, I mean, we kind of knew it was gonna be, but nice to know that Square Enix gets the the major announcement of that Final Fantasy VII Remake is April 2020's highest selling game. And, uh, I mean, it's by, uh, a pretty wide margin. In fact, it is now the fastest selling Final Fantasy game in both the unit and dollar sales, surpassing Final Fantasy XV. So. I mean, that's not hugely surprising, though. <laughs> it's not. I mean, but I think it's, 
like says a lot about I mean, right now they're proving everybody's proving Square Enix right about hey, you made the good choice of making this episodic right now because they bought uh you know, part one like crazy, so let's see if you can keep going that way. Of course, uh, it helped a lot that a lot of people were still kind of stuck in their homes for most of April, and that shows in the entirety of spending across video games everywhere, $1.5 billion, a 73% increase when you look at April 2019, and uh, even went over April 2008's $1.2 billion. So uh, it's pretty crazy. Um, I think that... Uh, they said it was like the what is it year over year highest since 2008 as well. It's absolutely insane, and also the fact that the Nintendo Switch is now the highest year to date dollar sold of any hardware platform in U.S. history. I mean, and it, it like beat the Wii, but it's like it's crazy like to think that the Switch is is doing that well. We're sitting here talking about everybody's getting ready for next gen, and the Switch you still can't really find it. Uh, in a lot of places, and they you have games that you can't buy. You can't find it anywhere. I mean, really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you even can like, find the Switch Lite for a while. I've seen that, yeah. but I, yeah. I, I wouldn't want that at all. But, uh, I mean, even like stores around here sold out of like Xbox Ones. Yeah, they said it was the best X, best month for Xbox One in three years, and also the best uh, April for, for PlayStation. Yeah. So it's it's just all insane all the way around. If you want to look at the the list, I, I think uh, Just Dance also broke their fastest selling record as well. Um, and Call of Duty Modern Warfare is now the fourth fastest selling release in U.S. tracked history. So it's a lot of records being broken uh, for April. But if you look at the rest of the list, FF7 Remake, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, Animal Crossing, New Horizons, NBA 2K20, Grand Theft Auto 5, still up there in the top five. Crazy. Resident Evil 3, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2 Remastered. It was all the way at the bottom last month. It jumped up all the way to 7th for April. And will be the show, Madden 20, Red Dead Redemption 2, right there in the top 10. Just Dance 2020, FIFA, Mortal Kombat 11, Borderlands 3, Predator Hunting Grounds at 15. That came out. At, towards the end of last month, Persona 5 is still hanging in there at 18, and Dragon Ball Z Kakarot all the way down there. Uh, yeah. Need for Speed Heat made the list. Oh my god, though. <laughs> well, I mean, like, what? Name one other racing game in the past six months. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I guess you can go buy some Forza Horizon 4. Or whatever. I mean, oh, I mean, that's a better, that's already a better racing game, but it's, yeah. you know, a year and a half old, I think, or at least a year old. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that's. It's going to be interesting to see what May tracks like, especially with a lot of the big games coming out at the end of the month. Um, you know, will we even get to know what Xenoblade and stuff like that really did until we get to July or something like that? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, as opposed to last week that had a bunch of announcements, um, this week the only Summer Game Fest thing really was Valorant. Uh, is releasing to the public on June 2nd. Of course, that's that free-to-play Riot Games, uh, like 5v5 tactical shooter that's kind of like a mix between Counter-Strike and Overwatch. Um, I, I watched gameplay of this. It's, it looks cool if you like that thing. I mean, a lot of people are liking it. It's the, you know, big thing on Twitch right now. 
Um, I don't know if you've watched any gameplay of this at all. Or no, I just have. I have no interest in the games like that. Like it's free to play garbage. Or I mean, it might be fine, but I've I have you know games I want to play that take more right. precedence. I am kind of interested in Crucible, but I gotta watch uh, some more gameplay in it uh, of it to see. Just it's interesting that you know Amazon finally. Uh, got their game out there and they're trying to get that, their MMO or whatever that is. Yeah. Uh, out there later this year too. So, uh, we'll see how that goes. But cool for, uh, Valorant, I guess that's, uh, at the beginning of the month. Everybody will get to play it out of the beta. Right. And it'll be even crazier on Twitch than nobody was. Uh, well, I, you know, we're also speaking of, uh, games that are going to be, uh, shown soon on uh, another one of these that I'm sure you're just thrilled about Mark because because you were never on board with this uh like spacing out of announcements thing yeah it's uh, still dumb <laughs> I mean <laughs> you keep bringing this up I'm like yeah they keep putting more and more events out and I was like, who cares like they're just diluting it more and more <laughs> yeah I mean it's gonna be crazy especially June and July already with everything that's announced uh, now and, and just out of nowhere, New Game Expo, New Game Plus Expo, uh, was announced. So, you know, Gamescom is going to be at the end of August. That's going to be kind of like the last thing there. Uh, you know, they have that Gorilla Showcase in June. You have the EA Play thing, a little cute few days after. Um, so now on June 23rd, 14 published in North America and Japan will be joined together. To showcase 40 games, of course. Uh, the nice thing is some publishers you like, uh, Atlas, uh, is going to be showing off something here. You think we might finally get the uh, Persona's Scramble release date no. for the West no. there? They'll no. have their own event for that, for like their own announcement. I don't know. I mean, like, when has really Atlas or Sega had their own event? It's been a long time. I mean, I mean they, well, they always have in Persona 5. Yeah, but, I mean, it's not like we're going to be having any of those concerts soon. I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't matter at all. <laughs> like, who cares? I mean, I wasn't talking about that. I mean, like, you know. That, yeah. Yeah, Persona yeah. 5, like, they, well, well, announcing Royal and stuff, they always had, like, their own, like, you know, midnight announcement or whatever. Yeah. Well, let's, who knows? Maybe there'll be a surprise there. Sega's also going to be there. Axis, Arc System Works, Idea Factory, Inti Creates, uh, Natsum, who's, uh, they're making a new, uh, Harvest Moon, um, Spike Chun stuff. So all those big, Japanese publishers um, that are not, you know, named Sony and Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, NIS America as well in here. Um, so that's pretty interesting that it's a lot of, you know, Japanese publishers for the most part. Um, so that uh, that's kind of cool that they get their own event all on June 23rd. So that's going to be basically all day. Or I don't right. know if that's all day or just they're going to just do it in a like two hour time span or I don't know what, but it starts at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. So, there you go. You can just watch that on Twitch all day. And I think that's a Saturday for me. So, yeah, I could, I could technically just do that. Um, yeah, it'll, but yeah, it'll be, some, it'll be some guy drawing the Persona Five protagonist for eight hours. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm hoping there's a big surprise there, something that we weren't expecting. But who knows? I mean, just cool that they're getting to show up 40 games. That's. I mean, I'm. I actually anticipate more probably like a Yakuza 7 release date. Like, hey, yeah, this will be on October, something like that. Yeah, that could be it. I think the only one missing out of all this has been a Namco, but they just showed off their game at the Xbox thing, so 
I don't yeah. know how much more they really had to announce. Um, outside of it, like, I mean, they released the two Dragon Ball games, One Piece just had a game, so, um, I don't know what else that Naruto just had a game, so I don't know what else, uh, you know, One Punch Man, God, I think they all, all the main ones. I mean, uh, My Hero, so I think all the ones you could really do something on all had a game recently. Uh, Ubisoft, speaking of, uh, bringing back games, Ubisoft once kind of teased, uh, because the, uh, creator of Scott Program, Brian Lee O'Malley, was on Twitter and kind of said, let's bring back Scott Program versus the world, which is, as much as it's known as a really hard game, it also has a fantastic soundtrack from Anamanaguchi. Uh, it was taken down, uh, in 2014 from XBLA and PSN. Kind of mysteriously. Well, it was a rights uh, issue, probably. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was probably or... was, but like nobody ever really came out and said, okay, this is why. You know? And uh, were you a fan of the game at all? Or I have it, but I wasn't like a huge fan. Like, because I only played it alone. I'm like, all right, it's a brawler. Like, I made it through the first two levels, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Like, uh, you know, I still listen to that soundtrack every now and then. I'd like to see it come back. I, I have it as well for 360. But yeah, yeah, it'd be cool if it did get to come back. Be, you know, Ubisoft uh, developed and published the game, so let's go, Ubisoft. Get it out there. I'm sure it's Make not it all them. Like, I'm sure you know whoever made the film, it's also them. <laughs> well, yeah, it's whoever has that license has to agree to wanting to let the game be out there again, and they got to pay some money too. And I bet Ubisoft's yeah. big enough; they could they could decide to make that pay that money. I mean, they could, but if so could yeah. this guy, you know, right. if you wanted to really yeah. put it out, you do it. We'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I think, uh, well, I think Scott Pilgrim just had, like, its anniversary, like, a few days yeah. ago. And I know, uh, what's his name? The director, Edgar Wright, and, like, a bunch of the cast was on Twitter talking about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I mean. That was a, that was a pretty solid movie. <laughs> I enjoy the movie. Uh, I think I've only watched, like, one other time besides when it came out. But it, it, that movie's real funny now because there are so many, pe- so many actors in it who are in like Marvel and DC films. <laughs> right, yeah. Or like Marvel and DC like properties. <laughs> it's like, it's like half the That's League like, of Evil X's are in like a Marvel movie or DC movie. And <laughs> it's like, well, they definitely went on the way better things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From here. I, I'm still hoping at some point when, when we start getting those Disney Plus shows. How those are going to be? Uh, I think those will be stuff. fine, but I mean they're all be yeah. delayed now. <laughs> yeah, well, just like the movies, uh, all that think, stuff's going to come out way later. I think like Wanda Vision or whatever the hell that show was. I think that's pretty much done. But I know like that Captain America or the you know the uh, Falcon show was pretty was like mid production or something like that. Yeah, it was supposed to come out next year, I think. Yeah, or like I later saw- this year. Or well, I know Avengers Agents of Shield is ending soon. Like, there's seventh season of Marine, and, like, that's her last one. Mm-hmm. And I saw some rumor that, like, Daisy, or, like, Quake's character is going to get some Disney Plus spinoff. Like, there was, like, a rumor about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking, like, wow, taking their most boring character and giving her a spinoff? Like, way to go. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make sense. And she and she kind of downplayed it. She's like, oh, they haven't called me, but, I'm, you know, I'm, I'd be ready to do it. And I'm thinking, uh, they should call Haley Atwell back for a... Agent, Agent uh, Carter spinoff. You know, bring that back instead of a Quake spinoff. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised, but I I don't know. I wonder if she would want to go back at this point to do it. Yeah. It's been it's such a seesaw with that thing. 
Right. Well, I know he's doing like voice work for the character in that what if show, but I mean, it's different right. from doing physical acting. Yeah, because they're, they're having most of the actors come back for that show, but. Yeah, because they're going to roll into a recording studio and lay down some lines. Yep, exactly. Ah, it, you know, like, I, I, it's going to be very interesting how Disney handles that with these shows. Yeah. Like, are they going to be quick to axe something that doesn't perform well or whatever? But it's like, those things are going to be what brings people to like keep Disney Plus around because they really don't have that many original things. And I don't I mean, see them spending a ton of money like Netflix for that. I mean, they only have one thing and it's Mandalorian right now. Yeah. <laughs> and, you well, know, that uh, I mean, it's weird that like, you know, when it started off, DC and Marvel had a bunch of shows and like DC still has a bunch of shows, but Marvel doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, but, I mean, you also can't, DC can't seem to equal what Marvel does in the movies, so. Oh, it's sure. Just, it's like, they can't win both at this point. Yeah. Know, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had that thing where it just kept increasingly going weird places. Yeah. So, and, like, DC has a ton of things, so. Didn't they just have to delay everything, I guess, to, like, next year? The DC yeah. shows? Yeah. Or CW delayed all that stuff? Well, CW delayed it all. Yeah, yeah. like uh, Flash and I think Riverdale and some other stuff got delayed till 2021. Uh, which makes sense. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I still but, need to watch the new, the season of Riverdale that hit Netflix. Oh, uh, isn't that like, one behind or is that current? That's the season four? I don't, are they on that's, season five? Right? I think that's current, yeah. I think yeah. they're on season four now, but I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I'm kind of like got really sad about like Riverdale after um Luke Perry. <laughs> yeah, Luke Perry. So, yeah. He was he was one of like my favorite uh parts of that. He was one of the not my oh. favorite actors on that show. So. He, he was like, he was like the only adult who wasn't like fucked up and evil somehow. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he was like the one that didn't have the other interest of like killing the town or something. Yeah, or like you know, swirling a goblet of wine in some, yeah. you know, fireplace or something. It's like, yeah. Every, every other parent either that or some serial killer. <laughs> he had good intentions. It's, it's nice to see characters like that sometimes. You should start watching out that Sabrina show. <laughs> I've thought about it sometimes, and then I just never do. Just, uh, I'm, I'm still like, uh, the only one I'm watching that's sold out now is that, um, Miss America show, and that's kind of it. And then I just kind of watch other stuff, like Chopped or whatever. All the good hits. Uh, right, right now. <laughs> um, so, yes, uh, well, you know, it's, you know, this was gonna eventually come out because, hey, it's Call of Duty. We're gonna find out what the next Call of Duty is. And, uh, thanks to, uh, Okami, the Call of Duty leaker, and of course, uh, Eurogamer. Uh, the 2020 installment of Call of Duty is going to be based on the Cold War. So they're going back a little bit to the historical setting that we saw in uh, World War II. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting what they do with this. Uh, I mean, that was pretty um, much what, what, I mean, is it just going to be called like Black Ops 4 yeah. or 5? Or whatever the hell number it's on? 5, right? Because 4 was the... Oh, know. yeah, 4 was one of the head story. 3 was, was one that didn't have a story. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, it's... What do you think? Like, I'm I'm down with it because it means it's a Call of Duty story and it'd probably be good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, 
I've liked some of their stories, but I, I mean, I'd say, I mean, personally, I haven't, I haven't had a great fondness for this generation's Call of Duty games necessarily. Like, I like mm-hmm. the ones that people don't like, like Advanced Warfare and Infinite Warfare, because they were really weird. And like the ones, that, like now it just seems like Call of Duty's trying to tra- chase like PUBG and like Battle Royale games, and it's like I that. feel like people like the Advanced Warfare. It's just now looked down upon because of the Kevin Spacey connection. But oh, sure. But I mean, even yeah. at the time, people weren't hugely into like they like. I mean, it was a good playing game, but they didn't like like all the futuristic crap in it. Oh, Infinite Warfare, I think, is where they kind of just went way too much in that direction, and people just were like, ah, I don't want I that. Mean, that that game literally had like dog fighting in space missions, or like at least yeah. one of those. I mean, but like if you're gonna like if you're gonna have a game series that's lasted thirteen iterations, it's like yeah, you just can't keep making. You know, I'd much rather have that than World War Two or like you know the reboot of Modern Warfare. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean they could have some like Vietnam touches in there if they wanted to. They could. I'm sure they'll have some uh US doing things against Russia. Yeah. I wonder how historical they'll get. Will they be mentioning actual names and things like that or just well, illusions? Uh, I think the guy's name was like Frank Woods from Black Ops. Will he be back in it? <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean uh apparently uh Warzone also kinda had a tie to this as well. They yeah. kinda hinted at it, so I mean there's there's some like decent things of, from the Cold War, but a lot of the Cold War was stuff that didn't happen. So, right. Um, or yeah, I mean they yeah. have to make up hot spots because the Cold War is literally cold. Like they weren't yeah. fighting. <laughs> <laughs> or you know it'll be some epic battle, but then they'll brush it under the uh, under the carpet or whatever. Yeah, uh, they'll try to act like it didn't happen or whatever. Or hey, we yeah. got to keep a secret because this could start a real war or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's Call of Duty, it's gonna sell, um, but I, I mean, how many settings do they have left they could realistically do? 18, so, the War of 1812. I mean, yeah, we really gotta start going back to those times, and I don't think anybody wants to do that. Yeah. Or at least it wouldn't work for, like, a modern shooter. I, I mean, that's why Ghost was funny, because Ghost just it had a completely fictional, it was like alternate dimension, or like alternate history, and it's like, what? Like, this is like kind of weird. Yeah. It's like, oh, no. Karis blew up San Francisco and now you're part of the, like, America's destroyed and you're like the revenge force. And it's like, uh, all right, I guess. Well, uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll find out more because this is going to be one of the big games of the fall, like it always is. Yeah. And people will still be playing Warzone and Modern Warfare by then, as it is. Uh, well, System Shock 3 has been in a lot of trouble. Uh, yeah. The last time we talked about it, they mentioned that, hey, we're still here. We're still working on it. And then all of a sudden, uh, we find out that, uh, Other Side Entertainment basically transferred their, uh, license from Night Dive Studios or the license they received from Night Dive Studios to make sequels to System Shock over to Tencent. Um, so now Tencent's kind of in charge of making sure System Shock 3, I guess, happens and, uh, goes along much more swimmingly than it was before. Night Dive Studios is still going to, working on the, uh, remake of the first game, which, have we really heard much about that either? No, I mean, both yeah. games have been in huge messes, like, as far as the developmental goes. So, at this point, I don't think either of them coming out. And, 
no offense to System Shock 3, but that franchise, like, it's not like that's like a super revered franchise. I mean, the first one had a lot of fans, but those were oh, 20 years love ago. System Shock 2, though. Yeah, but again, 20 years ago. Yeah, I mean, there's still a lot of reverence for it because it basically, Bioshock is very much cut from that same cloth, you know? Yeah, but then the people who made, you know, System Shock made Bioshock. I mean, they were the same developers. Yeah. It's, it's not, you know, it's not just some new people taking it over. <laughs> right. But it, it'd be nice if those games did get to come out just so that you could see the you know, people that are waiting for those, that are excited about the, those games. Yeah. Uh, it would be nice to have that modern version of System Shock 1 because... Like, it's I not mean, even playable, right? Like, no, they they re-released System Shock One like a few years ago. I reviewed it. Oh, okay. Oh, that's I mean, right. I forgot. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they were just remastering System Shock One, like you know, uh, or like you know, doing a um, you know, complete upgrade or whatever. But it's like the team developing it, like they didn't have any history, or they're just like, hey, we can we can get it. We're you know, it's cheap enough, and they tried to like crowdfund it, and they pissed away all the money on like weird crap that no one wanted. <laughs> They're like, oh, we're going to, like, fix System Shock 1. And I said, people were like, what do you mean fix it? Like, make nicer graphics. That's all you needed to do. <laughs> and then, like, the, I think this, like, the CEO, was, he, like, had to apologize later on, going, like, we need more money. <laughs> well, yeah. We took then, it in the wrong direction. Then when it uh, went away, you're going, yeah, probably why. <laughs> yeah. And... Oh no, System Shock One, the the, the remake got uh, it's was put on hiatus. That was it. Oh, in like oh. 2018. Yeah, they like yeah they paused it because they had no more money. That's yeah. Like that, what, that like like most good Kickstarter projects, it ends in failure. <laughs> well, yeah, it's sad, but you know, and yeah, I feel like a Wonderful One on One came out and it just. No one said much about it. Uh, I mean, most most people gave it like somewhat positive review, reviews, except for like Gamespot. Like, I don't know. I think he might have been playing PS4, maybe. But like the Gamespot review is like four out of ten, <laughs> and it's like, wait, what? Damn, really? And he, he said like, uh, like the gameplay was fine, but he had like a lot of like weird technical issues, and like the game like just wouldn't run stable. And it's weird because like that's the only place I've seen that. Like most other reviews are around like you know seven or eight. You know, it's an old game. I mean, what can you really do? But, uh, oh, he reviewed it on the Switch. So that's probably why I fucked up. <laughs> oh, well, you chose the, I mean, I guess you always want to play it on the portable system if you can, but you also chose the worst system to pick. Yeah, he said, like, the review was, like, camera issues, technical issues, unclear puzzles, you know, etc. <laughs> Things that were, Originally, probably an issue in the game as well. <laughs> so. Well, I think I watched the, the Digital Foundry review, and they said, like, the Switch version runs, like, dock mode, it runs okay, but, like, undocked, it's like, yeah, you're taking your chances. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. And you are. But, well, uh, well hey, uh, Jens is enjoying it, I'm sure. I don't even think he played it. <laughs> He's still playing. <laughs> oh, wait, well, just... he can't, right? Because he, his computer. Well, he... He got a switch. He got a Steam code. I don't know if he ever used it or not. But like his, when I understand his PC is like ten years old. I don't think what's going yeah, on. Yeah, so, he, he can't. He wouldn't be able to run it at that point. Um. Uh, so also, uh, along with that, we have 
two uh well bunch of companies announcing that they have games that we'll eventually find out about including Sony who teased that they're going to reveal the PS5 game lineup soon and it's going to be a strong lineup um, so jumping jumping flash 2 or 3 I should say and then uh that PS2 firework game they're probably finally getting a sequel Fantavision is getting a yep. sequel one yep. can hope you know and the I bounce- actually like that game and the bouncer too. Hey, I'm always down for to more bouncer. bouncer. Yeah, uh, I don't have a problem with you want to make more bouncer. You know, that, that was like in the era when like Square was just going crazy. <laughs> yes, that was a the PS2 launch game. Yeah, so, I mean, it was cool that you had a Square Enix game at that. I think that might have just been Square. <laughs> like, I don't think. Oh yeah, it was still like a year or two yeah. later. Yeah, yeah, Squaresoft still. Well, I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. I, uh, you know, Sony. I mean, it's cool that you wanna. I, I just feel like these teases, just for the sake of teases, are like dumb. N- now you, you understand know? how I feel about all these stupid award, all these stupid upcoming no, shows. Okay, like at least you're showing a game. Like, I mean, as much as we can say about the inside Xbox thing wasn't great, at least they show games. You know. Like it's so. I mean, I know they're gonna have their time. They're gonna show it, and all, and we're all gonna be amazed and everything else. I mean, yes, they just showed off that um, tech demo for yeah. Unreal Five, which was pretty cool as well. I'm just saying, it's like just show something already. But if that's the whole breaking your silence, I don't think you did a great job of breaking your silence. Right. You know, if breaking your silence would have been, oh, here's a game that's yeah, actually exactly. being made. You know, or hey, here's what the thing looks like. <laughs> yeah, here's what the thing looks like. You know, Xbox already showed off theirs. What does it matter if we see what it looks like? <laughs> it's like you know, um, Mike Bithel also hinted um, as uh, he's, uh, you know, the Dual Sense controller is supposed to have the haptic feedback and it's supposed to be sensing and and making you feel things. So apparently, you're going to be able to feel the in-game rain and integrate with the Tempest. It's going to be able to integrate with the Tempest engine in some way, so you can have you know feel things as you're playing a game. I mean, I, I I think that's one of those things I would have to certainly experience to <laughs> kind of understand, but I think that that's, that's a neat, different way for people to experience a game, I guess. Uh, it already happened. But it was a, uh, a 16 bear, 16-bit era thing called the, uh, oh, the Interactor? I think that's what it was called. What, it lets you feel rainbow? Well, yeah, it was called the, no, no. It was called the Aura Interactor. That was it. And it was this half, half baked idea where, and I actually had one as a kid. It, you like, it was just this vest thing you strapped yourself into and had a big subwoofer where your chest is and you, you plug like your game system into it and like you're supposed to like feel your punches because of the bass. Like, you know, it was basically reverberating against your chest bone. Like, you know, your lungs or whatever. Uh, yeah, it was real dumb. <laughs> like, this, this, this sounds like buzzword nonsense. It's like, oh, you can feel the drops. I'm like, okay. Like, how does that impact me in a gameplay sense at all? <laughs> like, I mean, maybe it does. And we, again, we just don't have that feeling yet for it because we're not holding the controller. We're not knowing what it is, but. I'm not saying it's going to be as revolutionary as the Rumble or anything, but... I mean, that's what this Aura Interactor was. It was, like, the first haptic suit, but it was just, like, a vest thing you wore. 
and it was like, you know, this is real ghetto. And like, you know, it was only for like kids, like 14 years, you're younger. Like, you know, an adult couldn't wear it because it was too small. <laughs> but yep. Yeah. I mean, it's all, it's neat. Guy that yeah. That's going to be in there. But yeah. And well, not to be outdone, both take two interactive. Of course, that's the parent company of Rockstar and 2K and the Embracer group who we just, who apparently went on to announce that they also just have more money in the works to be able to possibly buy more studios. Um, yeah, uh, approximately $166 million for further acquisitions. Like, all right, we're just going to keep buying studios. But so. Take Two unveiled that over the next five years they're going to release 93 games, while the Embracer Group also revealed that they have 118 games in development, with 69 of them unannounced. Um, that's a lot of games. That's, so, yeah. okay, I could see Embracer doing this because they're the ones who've been buying up studios like left and right <laughs> over the past few years. They're like THQ Nordic and all that crap. Yeah. Uh, I I don't see Take Two doing this because it's like. You guys don't make that many games. <laughs> like, well, they have that whole private division thing now, which is where you know Out of Worlds came from. Uh, the isn't, doesn't uh, Grounded also come from there? Uh, that's the Obsidian thing, uh, or is that a that's is that their first si- Xbox thing? That'd be Xbox because Xbox owns well, Microsoft owns Obsidian. So, well, but Obsidian, um, who who did Out of is Obsidian did Out of Worlds? No, Private Division did Outer Worlds. Right. But Obsidian was was part of... They were doing a Private Division game first, and then they headed over to... Yeah, they're doing Grounded, but it's... Right. Uh, That's it's the first Xbox thing, right? Yeah, it's published by Xbox, so... Okay. Uh, right. I mean, 2K... I mean, Take 2 owns 2K, so they make all those sports yeah. games. Yeah, um, so they have the, you know, the newly but, announced NFL arcade games... But it's not like, you know, it's not going to go like, hey, Rockstar's coming out with six games this year. And, uh, you know, our, uh, you know, Civilization guys for Axis, they're kind of well, a six game. So it's like, no, they come out with like one game a year, if that. <laughs> like, Well, so they broke it down, these 93 titles over five years. And okay. they broke I mean, it down to 63 core experiences, 17 mid-core games, and 12 casual arcade titles. I mean, these are really vague nomenclatures, but I mean, you can say they say the name two over five years. They can round that up basically to say a hundred per year or a hundred per five years. Yeah. That's twenty games, twenty games per year, and then by year that metric, it's like basically like fifteen, ten to fifteen, quote unquote, real games, three to five, like two or three smaller games, and then like one or two budget, you know, casual games. Well, I mean, you but, got the the NBA two K. I, I mean, those, whenever WWE is making their game, uh, those I would count those as like the real games. I mean, honestly, right? Maybe, maybe well, not that WWE uh, kitty game they're making this year, or like that. That's like a lower budget I mean, game, obviously. I mean, but, but like, that's still part of that. Yeah, yeah. Portfolio, whatever. But yeah, like you know, NBA 2K is obviously one of the big games, or like you know, whatever football game they end up making probably be decently big. But you know, Take Two has never made a ton of games per year. Like, that's kind of the weird thing. It's like, you know, like I said, like, Firaxis and, you know, uh, Rockstar make, like, one or two games a year, maybe. <laughs> and that's well, about yeah. it. And they have the uh, the Hangar 13, which just, 
you know, finished or is basically almost done with the Mafia remake. Well, they, no, they're already yeah. out. Well, two of them. The Mafia remake's not out yet. That comes out oh. August 28th, I think it is. Oh. Yeah. I, I, I thought on Steam, I thought it was already out, but... No, the first, the second and third are out. Okay. All right. Uh, oh, no, so the two big from Private Division that are left are Disintegration and Kerbal Space Program 2. Which, yeah, but that got delayed till next yeah, year. <laughs> Kerbal Space Program got delayed to 2021, uh, which it's a result of COVID. Uh, that doesn't surprise anything. So now it's not coming out till fall 2021. Yeah. It's supposed to come out between like now and March 2021. So they basically just want to make it the best they can be. And that's, uh, I mean, when that first one came out, it was one of the, like, those really well received indie games. So. I'm excited for two to come out. Right. Uh, you know, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, okay, so, unless, I mean, remember there was a rumor going around that perhaps they were going to have Rockstar work on some smaller experiences. I mean, they have with, done yeah. smaller games. Like, I mean, like, you know, like Rockstar Table Tennis. Or, I mean, yeah. they used to make, they used to make other games besides this fucking GTA and like Red Dead. I mean, they used to make like Midnight or, uh, was it Midnight Club? Or they made like some like Smuggler's Run. That's what that's what they made. Or even like the Warriors mm-hmm. would technically be like a smaller game. Right. Yeah. Obviously. But they just they just don't do that anymore. I mean, or yeah, they did do Midnight Club. So yeah, I mean, yeah, they made they could yeah. do stuff, but you know, all they all they want to do now is big crap. <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, I I feel like that's the thing is uh, they. I wonder where we're are they. Including studios that maybe, you know, uh, weren't really doing a whole lot before. Now they're making games. Uh, you know, is Firaxis making it more than one game a year now? Or are we making, I mean, they are, they said, they did say they were trying to make multiple arcade games at once. So, yeah. You know, I mean, Firaxis is a good example. Like they used to make a lot more games than they do now. I mean, than they do now. Like, you know, back in, back in the day, Studios make, used to make more than one game a year, or you know. Well, yeah, it costs so much big. to make a game now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, in the, in the past four years, uh, Firaxis has made XCOM Two, Civ Six, and XCOM Chimera Squad, which is you know basically an expansion for expansion pack to XCOM Two. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and then yeah. you got Cat Daddy Games that does all the mobile stuff. Right. That doesn't count. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're counting it, but yes. I mean, they do have some here that, uh, they're kind of just, they're working on stuff. You know, like Cloud Chambers working on that Untitled Bioshock game that we don't know. Much well, about. I'm, I'm here, I'm, I'm more curious about Ghost Story, the, the, you know, the Ken Levine company, but they've been silent for years. Yeah, exactly. And Sorry. like, basically, uh, Hangar 13's been the mafia company. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting where they're put, where these games are going to come from. How many of them are going to be original? Or are we just going to get, you know, various other franchise remasters and things like that coming out? Yes, the Ubisoft thing in the list also. Which Ubisoft thing? That they're supposed to come up with like five AAA games this year. Oh, like... no, that was, I think, between this year well, and next year. It's like fiscal year. You know, yeah. so like between now and like March. But that was we kind of knew is what those were, right? Um, Watch Dogs Legion, The Gods and Monsters, Assassin's Creed. Um, what's that other game? 
we know it won't be Wild or uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2, but I think there's another game that I can't. There's a, there's their pirate game. Uh, Skull and Bones. But I, 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 I think a lot of those. No, I think like. Oh, I Just mean, Dance. Well, that doesn't count. <laughs> Do they not count that? They shouldn't. Let's say that. I mean, but like, it's like I, they've gone so dark on a watchdogs. It's like scary. Yeah, I, I feel like they're just waiting to unveil more on and then the vision, whatever. Uh, well, if I just have an expansion pack for that, I mean, yeah. I, they're not going to come out with a new game, at least not for a while. And something else for Breakpoint. Yeah. Whatnot. I, uh, yeah. I mean, well, we'll see. But yeah, yeah, it's just like Watchdogs. Like they've shown more for like Valhalla recently than Watchdogs, and it's like Watchdogs is supposed to be out. Like it's not like. That was supposed to be this. That was supposed to be like March. <laughs> what happened? I wonder if they're just gonna put that out and hope people <laughs> just kind of flock to it or something. Like they yeah. like a lot of their other games. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, like I like we uh, said before, Embracer Group just they just keep buying the studio, <laughs> keep buying studios, and they're doing the um, what is it that that remake they're doing? Uh, all mutants or whatever. Destroy all humans. No, destroy all humans. Yes, that. Yeah, I know. Um, I think Yens is really big into that franchise. I I played like yeah, once. Yeah, he likes like, that a lot. Whatever. But they're releasing like some four hundred dollar special edition. I'm like, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, you have fun with that. You wanna? It, it's like it's like I don't mind a special edition. You know, like the Last of Us two special editions like two hundred dollars, and it's like, yeah, that game's good. It'll sell instantly. Or you know, like. Final Fantasy Seven, like that special edition, like two hundred dollars. It's like, yeah. yeah, if I had the money, I would have bought that. But a four hundred dollars special edition for Destroy All Humans or Dark Siders Three, it's like, who is buying this? Like, why? Why did you make it in the first place? No idea, but I I've seen that. Dark I've seen that Dark Sider special edition for like forty bucks at a GameStop. You know, discount for like one hundred and fifty because they're just trying to get get it the hell out of the store at this point. <laughs> And I said, like, yeah, at that point, why not, why not just put it outside of a bin, a trash bin? I guess if you were a huge Darksiders fan, you're buying it, but I don't... That's literally no one. Yeah. And I say that as a, as a, somewhat as a fan of the franchise. It's like, no, one, no one's buying this. Come on. Yeah, I mean, if you ever wondered if there was going to be a chance you could keep up with a lot of the big games, Take-Two and Embracer Group are really trying to put a pin in that one <laughs> with yeah. everything coming up um so also uh if i can uh get back to it here uh there's going to be one of the big franchises or two of the big franchises that embrace a group you know touts outside of darksiders um and there's been rumors back and forth of time splitters supposed to be being worked on or the remake of something with time splitters um but there won't be a new saints row or dead island for a while uh, I and, uh, yeah yeah I, ex- I I kind of expected this from Saints from Saints Row like I want there to be a new one but I want them to take their time with it because <laughs> their last game was not good yeah I mean it, was it a, wasn't no. yeah the Agents of Mayhem thing I was like nope sorry Ah, uh, I fe- I fear Dead Island is a lost cause it's been so long and that you know it's gone through at least three or four developers it's like even if that game is great, I don't think they can make their money back at this point. 
Yeah, I don't think so, but I feel like they're going to do it just to see if they can spike people's interest in it again. Well, it's funny how, how Dead Island 2 and Dying Light 2 are having, both having, like, you know, development problems. And it's like, you yeah. think the people who make, who were making Dying Light 2 could have seen what happened to Dead Light 2 or Dead Island 2 and go, let's not do that. And they just did it anyway. I mean, also know that Dying Light 1 did very well. You don't have to sit there and add so much to it. Yeah, like Dying Light 2, like they showed a few trailers, and I'm like, this doesn't even look like Dying Light anymore. Like, what the hell? Like, yeah, this looks like so alien, like so different. It's like, why even call it Dying Light? Like, they, they didn't even show zombies in the trailer. Like, they, they did like the very end. And it's like, what? Like, this is super weird. Oh, well, Square Enix kind of got involved there. <laughs> but, uh, no, I just, I mean, I get it. They were trying to, like, sort of say, okay, here's what's next for that. But maybe they did a bit too much. Yeah. And it hurt them like, there, right? I mean, I just, I want more Saints Row. I mean, personally. That's yeah. when I, I care feel like about. you need uh, another kind of GTA around besides just GTA. Well, you mean, you need, like, a G, like a fun GTA. Like, GTA is yeah. not fun anymore, really. It's, like, very serious. <laughs> yeah, or too, serious to a fault. I mean... You know, the the characters in Saints Row are, like, literally clowning on each other. But, it's you know, they have a bunch of, like, weird and stupid weapons. And, you know, you get overpowered so quickly in the game that you basically can't die. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, in, like, GTA, like, if you, if you get even one star, like, oh, crap, now i got to lose the cops. And it's, you know, a ten-minute-long adventure or something. It's like, no. <laughs> this is not fun. <laughs> what, do you think they'll reboot Saints Row, though? Like, just kind of wipe it clean? Because, like, Saints Row 4 is, like, it ends on such a crazy note. <laughs> yeah, they could. I could see them doing that. Just say, okay, well, let's just start with Saints Row. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, did you finish Saints Row 4 or no? No. It literally ends with the Earth destroyed. You're like the head of an alien empire, and you also have like a time machine. <laughs> <laughs> what the? F- wow. And like the narrator is, I think, uh, Jane Austen. <laughs> And I was like, what is going what? on? <laughs> what is happening right now? So that's what I mean by, like, Saints Row 4 is, like, crazy. So it's like, they kind of have to reboot it because there's no more Earth. <laughs> yeah, no. <sure. laughs> well, I, I I can see them doing that just to want to give it new life and not yeah. alienate a fan base. Just be like, okay, here's Saints Row. Here's the stuff you remember. But there's this is also kind of like, you don't need to know stuff from the other games. Here's Keith David. He's the one you want. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. That's what, what everybody wants there. So, uh, you know, this is the 40th anniversary of Pac-Man. Uh, one of the iconic, when you think about video games, Pac-Man is, is one of the first, usually, in almost anyone's mind. Uh, in fact, I think when they were talking about games that people wanted to be made in movies, people said Pac-Man for some reason. Probably just because they know of Pac-Man, not really because... It'd make a great video game movie or anything. But you take um, that back. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess you got enough of that in Pixel, sort of. Well, you also get that in, uh, oh, what uh, is it, the Pac-Man cartoon show. <laughs> yeah, or Wreck-It Ralph. He's, you get some arcade images in there as well. But um, So Twitch and Amazon kind of celebrated with a thing called Pac-Man Live Studio, uh, which Bandai Namco... Also, of course, owning the license uh, has a hand in there. Uh, they made a free version of the game that you can play literally on a Twitch stream. Uh, it's called Pac-Man Live Studio, and you can have four players compete. And also, it's like you can also 
make your own mazes and stuff like that. It's kind of cool. Cool that that exists. There's also a Pac-Man Minecraft DLC uh, that basically has 3D mazes and all that. That's that's pretty cool that we're still getting Pac-Man stuff in this day and age. So, yeah. Uh, kind of made me want to play the Minecraft one. Same. Yeah, with Dungeons coming out in a few days, why not? I, I, I like the story that when like the Japanese name of Pac-Man is Puck-Man. Yeah, Puck-Man, and, yeah. and they were going to bring it to America, like the the Midway guy was like, you may want to change that. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, uh, it's hockey. No, it was more like people yeah. will cross out part of the P. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. change this, please, before it goes into production. <laughs> <laughs> Well, with that being said, I figured it would be appropriate for, since we are, it's the 40th anniversary of Pac-Man, and when you think about arcade games, Pac-Man is usually one of the first ones that comes up. And, I mean, it is a great game in its own right. Um, just go through some of our favorite, uh, arcade games, or I guess best arcade games for us. I mean, obviously we can't, um, there's so many, and then, you know, even now, today, with the, the David Busters and other arcades that are out there, um, there's still games that come out, uh, to arcades today, so. But, like, you know, thinking about that, like, I guess golden era of arcades before, you know, things really became about the console. You before know, the like mid 90s. <laughs> yeah, like 80s to maybe, you know, yeah, like mid 90s. Um, I don't know, what are your, some of your ones that you spent a lot of time? I mean, for me, I was typically more pinball for, like, oriented, but like the three one, the three I always remember playing are like Simpsons, Turtles, and X, X-Men. X-Men? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but a little like, a few sports games like Arch Rivals. I was in like the fighting games. I remember playing like Marvel's Capcom, uh, or X-Men vs. Street Fighter, Marvel's Capcom 1 and 2. You know, stuff like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Street Fighter, it was it was like an event every time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Mortal Kombat was also like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Both of them were. You'd go and there was always people crowded around. Uh, it was like you want to see who's doing great, who's who's playing with this guy. It's like who's gonna play with the weird character like Dyslam or E Honda or something. Yeah, because um, yeah, everybody's always wanted to be Ryu or Ken or. Or, uh, you know, Zangief or something, because he had the, like, cheap, like, wrestling moves. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, and Mortal Kombat, of course, with the fatalities and everything. Uh, I, I like, looking at a poster, it's ridiculous, <laughs> but it's, like, so spot on for Mortal Kombat, really. Of, like, uh, Raiden and, uh, is that Kane? Like, Kano. Or Kano pulling the two kids into the, into the machine itself. Yeah, I love it. Um, uh, you know, I think uh, for me, like NBA Jam was yeah, huge. I... Playing at the arcade, uh, NFL Blitz. I played NFL Blitz so much um, uh, growing up, and then of course my dad liked to go to these uh, places to eat that were kind of fancy, and a lot of times they'd have these, you know, arcade machines like with Pac-Man and uh, Galaga, uh, Space Invaders, and uh, like my favorite was I don't know why. I really don't know why. Um, but like Dig Dug was like always an arcade game for me that I gravitated yeah. to. Um, I, I played it a lot more in the collection. We you know when they had those Ben and Nemco collection things, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. NFL Blitz is always pretty good. Uh, I think like 
you ever hear the story about Jeff Gerthman in Blitz? No. Uh, uh, he, like, this was, like, you know, back in the day, he won a Blitz tournament that, like, Midway was putting on, and he won a Blitz cabinet that he, oh, like, nice. still owns 20 years later. <laughs> oh, yeah. He he loves owning all that old stuff, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm like, I played some games like Arkanoid. I remember that. Like, you know, basically Breakout, but, diff- you know, slightly different. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I, I said, I remember, like, more about pinball, though, really. Because, like, you know, the pin, like, the arcades I used to go to, they had, like, it was, like, you know, a dark room with 20 pinball machines, and, like, the arcade stuff was kind of in the back, along with, like, a few cool tables. <laughs> One that I used to play with my dad a lot was that, uh, like, Golden Tee-Off. Yeah, Golden Tee-Off. Because it, ha- yeah. it had the, roll, the roller yep. thing, so you could make it look like you actually did something with hitting the ball. Um yeah, it's like it just had that like cool feeling of man, I'm I'm really like doing, I'm really swinging, you know, uh, right. for for being an arcade game. Um, uh, yeah, my dad, like he he's not a gamer at all, you know. He'll play those um like Tetris based things, like you know the pick threes and that kind of thing. Uh, but um, that was one that he he would sit there and play. I'm just like, okay, I'll play with you, cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, arcade arcade games are generally easier than a console game, right? And they also provide like a little more like this is how you play, like a little card on the cabinet or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was some hard, you know, Donkey Kong, and uh, uh, some of those did eventually get hard. Uh, you know. No, like um, it's funny because Donkey Kong. I think Donkey Kong's pretty easy, honestly. Yeah. But like Donkey Kong Junior is a bitch. Because mm. the physics in that game are so weird. <laughs> One for me, too, was also a Time Crisis. Oh, yeah. I loved doing the thing where you step on the pedal, step off the pedal. Uh, you know, and the, the like, story stuff was so corny. <laughs> uh, like, I, remember, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, my old college, uh, back in the day, when I was going there, like, the first year, they actually had, like, a very small little arcade. And, like, the student... Uh, not co- oh, basically like student complex. Uh, so they had like ten or twelve arcade machines and like one pinball machine, and they had a Tekken three machine accidentally set on free play. And I thought, even set on free play, my time is more valuable than playing this game. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, just take uh, a, I, the... I, I just don't like Tekken. I don't like Tekken at all. <laughs> like, I'm kind of curious about the last one, Tekken seven, but uh, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> I played Hydro Thunder a lot in the. Oh yeah, I played that a lot. So uh, Cyber Sled was cool. Crazy Taxi was cool. Yes, Crazy Taxi. You ever ever play Arctic Thunder? Yes, Arctic Thunder, the freaking ATV uh, version of Hydro Thunder. And like a small like blower fan directed at you at all times. Yeah, (laughs) made you feel like you're cold. (laughs) See, it's nice. I mean, this like this place is maybe like an hour away. But there's an arcade by me where it's basically like pay 20 bucks to get in and that's it. And they oh, have like a really sweet. great selection of old games and new games. And they're all set on free play. Like they have fucking Dragon's Lair, like the, mm-hmm. the, like the arcade machine. And I played it for five minutes. And I'm like, no, nope, I don't want to play this. Then I sat Wasn't there for an there, hour. Um, a Mega Man thing? Because I remember playing a Mega Man like arcade. There's a, it's called Mega Man Power, ba- Power Fighter or Power Battle, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, there's maybe two of them. And they're, yeah, they're like weird, like Mega Man, like, they're not quite fighting games. They're kind of like boss, like boss games or something, but they're mm-hmm. like really kind of simple, but fun. 
Yeah, I remember playing that and the Avengers. Yep. Uh, like beat him up thing that didn't get as much um pub as the other, like you know the big three that you mentioned. Yeah. And. Yeah, I mean, I put, I actually finished the Simpsons arcade machine like a year and a half ago at that arcade. I was like, yeah, I have, I have 30 credits or whatever. I can just keep pressing X. I think that's the money. arcade game I've probably beaten the most is the Simpsons. Yeah. Arcade game. I have all that crap on Xbox 360 also. Yeah. Uh, House of the Dead was also like one of the ones that I, I mean, my sister would play that a lot. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I loved, uh, it would scare the crap out of her, but. <laughs> it was it was fun still. Um, it's no typing it, of the dead. <laughs> I had a, a gauntlet was also one that I have fond memories uh, playing. Of course, the thing yelling at you, uh, somebody needs food because it was constantly go down. Yeah, uh, I mean, all the time. So you'd have to spend point. quarters in it. Yeah, keep, again, why this arcade is nice is you can just keep pressing the button to get more money or you know yep. to get more credits in. <laughs> One of my favorite ones, I think, was Metal Slug as well, which kind of started my love for Metal Slug games. I see, I never really was able to play much Neo Geo stuff. Yeah, I didn't say that stuff like way later. But having like that, having a Neo Geo uh, arcade machine would be cool as hell. Yeah, it would be. Um, well, they had that Neo Geo collection or whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's not the uh, same thing. Yeah. Oh no, it's not. Not when you. Uh, did you... A, uh, I'll go on. Did you ever play that, uh, like before they had Guitar Hero, they had the Guitar Freaks? Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. I saw once, I saw a rock band arcade cabinet. Mm hmm. Yeah, they and had they one s- of those. No, that, I think this was custom made, and I say that loosely, because they just stuffed a Xbox 360 into an arcade cabinet, and they let you play it for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, the Guitar Hero one made sense. I never understood how they could do rock band in an arcade. I seen that, and I saw. I, this was pretty recent, actually. I saw a uh, Crash Bandicoot uh, remastered arcade cabinet. I was like, really? "What? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I even took a picture. I'm like, what the hell is this thing? And it's, yeah, it's some like custom cabinet where someone made like Crash Bandicoot into an arcade machine. <laughs> Ever hear of? Uh, I saw this recently. A Play Choice Ten. I feel like I've heard it before, but I've never seen it. So it's it's an arcade machine with ten NES games built into it. And you like, there's like a oh. button or switch that you like press to like switch between games. Okay. And like, they're not like the official, they're not like regular NES cartridges, they're like special like arcade versions or something. But like, yeah, it's an arcade machine with like just 10 NES games built into it. <laughs> and I was like, this is cool, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's this, there's so many. I'm probably sure we've like forgotten uh, a yeah. bunch of them, but uh, you know, my, I remember my, I guess ex stepmom. Anytime there was a Galaga somewhere, she had to play it. That was like her game. Run up Centipede was also one that I. It's like a game I have for the Dreamcast. That yeah, I remember that. Crappy version. <laughs> I used to like uh, Paperboy back in the day. Oh yeah, I think I played that one like on the Genesis. Uh, one of the few things yeah. my friend had. Uh, pole position too was one that I it wouldn't last for long. I'd die really quickly. <laughs> I could never turn right. the. Um, I didn't play this in the arcades, but I loved Burger Time on the NES. Oh yeah, that was. I've seen the. Uh, I I think I only played it once or twice, but I played the uh, Wreck It Ralph or like the uh, whatever the hell the game the name of the game is. Like there's an arcade cabinet for real. Yeah, and that's kind of cool. Agreed. I uh, 
And I think still probably my favorite is the X Men. Yeah. Well, they like the two. They they had like the two player one and the big six player one. Yeah, that was that'd a cool. Be, that was cool when you could finally get the all six players or. Yeah, which like happened like once once a year. <laughs> yeah. Everyone wanted to be like one character. It's like no, you get to be Dazzler. It's like great, thanks. <laughs> no, I'll do, I liked Jubilee. I, I think that made me actually that like, was that care about that was Jubilee. Dazzler. <laughs> yeah, and then we like, care about who Jubilee was. No, that was based on like, the, like that was based on like an X Men cartoon that never came out. Like it wasn't based on like, the Fox one. It was like one that came right. out like, a year or two. But like, so it's like yeah, you get like Cyclops, Wolverine, Nightcrawler, Colossus, Dazzler, and, and, like yeah, one other character I think as well. Uh, Cyclops, Wolverine, are... Storm, Storm, yeah. Not yeah, and like Night. I think I fell in love. With, like Nightcrawler is my favorite X Men because of that game. I was always yeah. him most of the time. So like the some of the choice lines of like die to magnet or some crap like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was a an nineties game. And like that like unlike the Turtles games, like that never came to console until like the three sixty. Mm-hmm. It would have been cool to have back then. Of course, you know, there were still the final fights and all those too, but I felt like um those I guess when Uber growing up was uh, bigger thing. And of course the driving games as well, the Daytona game and, uh, Mario Kart eventually got. Yeah, I played that a few later. times. Yeah, that's uh, okay. And, and of course Dance Dance, who hasn't, like, burned I, I, I at least once. I don't, cause I can't, I, A, I can't dance and now I can't physically do it. <laughs> well, not, yeah, I mean, I remember, like, at a putt putt doing it a few times and sucking really badly, but it was like, when you were kids, that was the thing, like, you found that person that, could do it really well. Oh my god, you know. Yeah. So, um, I remember Soul Calibur as well, or Soul. Is Soul the Edge. First Soul Calibur or Soul, Soul Edge, Edge was. Yep. Yeah, was. That's why I liked that series for a while because I could play that in the arcades. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's one of those like you could. There's so many we could uh, sit here for another. <laughs> yeah, but like past like nine, like past like 2000, it really dries <laughs> up because like here's the. 18th version of DDR, and it, yeah. See, I don't like my I don't like modern arcade machines right now, like personally. Yeah, I mean, like I think Pod Racer was one of the last few that was like that was cool, cool because like when that came out, it looked cool and like it controlled differently. Like yeah, you, you know, you had the two levers and mm-hmm. it was kind of, it was like a lot like the movie. But now you have stuff like you saw, well, you mentioned Dave and Buster's. It's like well, they have the big Pac Man thing, or like they had the big Space Invaders. Yeah, you know, thing, and it's like I mean, I guess, but. This isn't different, or it's not like, you know, it's not new. It's just, you know, in a different shell. Yeah, like they had, um, was it House of the Dead 4? And like they got the Mario Kart thing. And, yeah. Um, they had a new, like Mad- Madden is there now as an arcade game, which is weird. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen, you know, that Injustice, I think Injustice 2, they made that mobile game. Mm-hmm. They made that into an arcade machine. Really? So it's not Injustice 2, like, the fighting game. It's, like, Injustice 2, the mobile game. So there's buttons. It's just, like, attack, special attack, and block. There's, there's no, like, joystick. and it's. Like, I guess because it was easier to... Maybe, yeah. but it's, like, why wouldn't you just make a custom cabinet and stick a PS4 into it? Like... Yeah, I guess. Have you ever tr- ever played or ever seen the uh, real Pong machine? No. There's, like, this, like, magnetic Pong machine where it's, like, it's trippy. It's like you're playing Pong, 
but it's made of physical crap. <laughs> like, you know, the little balls bouncing around, like you and your friend or you and your partner have like, you know, the actual paddles. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is weird. Like, this is cool as hell. Costs like 20 grand though. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, anything else you want to? They should re-release those old uh, Konami arcade machines or arcade games. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised Konami has not tried to make well, some. Well, it, it's rights issues. Like, that's what happened with Turtles in Time. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because I think at the time, pardon the pun, uh, Ubisoft owned the license, and that's why, like, they didn't have like, the original book of the game. It was like that remastered thing. And I was like, this looks terrible. Like, if you're going to do this, at least put in the option to go back to the old stuff, but they didn't do it. Yeah. Uh my favorite I mean, beat most of all time. Like, that, that's ultimately why we're never going to get uh, Goldeneye remaster, even though, like, I think it was done for the 360. Or, like, if they even have, like, the original source code or whatever. Like, no, no, I mean, like, no, they made Goldeneye for the 360. Like, it's, it was oh, done. Oh, that's right, yeah. But they just couldn't get it, to, you know, it's four different companies, at least. And so they're just like, fuck it, we can just, we'll just, you know, Perfect Dark, we own that. No license for that, so let's do it. <laughs> yep, don't have to worry about that stuff. It's... Yeah. Well, uh, there is uh, quite a few, as I mentioned, uh, games uh, coming in this uh, week coming up. It seems like everybody kind of waited till the end um, to release their uh, game. Uh, Zettle Blade, of course, Definitive Edition is probably the I guess biggest of those coming that uh, you know all of us are that are on the pod are waiting for. Yeah. Um, Fantasy Star Online Two comes to PC. Star Wars Episode One Racer the remaster may finally come out on uh, the end of May. All those uh, Switch releases of Borderlands, uh, the Borderlands Collection, XCOM Two, uh, Bioshock Collection, all coming, uh, as well Minecraft Dungeons. Is uh, coming then as well. Uh, uh, Synaptic Drive is coming, which is like a 3D shooter. Uh, the Shantae game, the Seven, Shantae and the Seven Sirens is coming. Utu Romano, the Prelude, um, which is like a, even that Elder Scrolls Online, the new Elder Scrolls Online. <laughs> and, uh, people are still playing that. I mean, uh, I've actually heard like, <laughs> you know, comp- I mean, I think like this, the top, MMO still is probably WoW, and number two is probably Final Fantasy XIV. Mm-hmm. But I think Elder Scrolls is up there. It's probably like number three or four, I would have to say. Yeah, especially after they made it free to play. Yeah. So. Like, I think yeah. like Guild, I think Guild Wars is probably the only other, like the only other one, really. <laughs> yeah. The Guild Wars is still kind of hanging around. So. Yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, it's that you could take your pick. Quite a few things coming out the end of the, the, this last week of May. So. You've been right. saving? Yeah, some things to pick from. And if not, you can wait a little long and get Rock of Ages 3, make it break. Everyone's that's, waiting for that. Hey, that's exactly what everybody's, everybody's waiting. Like, uh, I, you, yeah. You know, the first one of those was fine, but they didn't need to make a se- second one, and they really didn't need to make a third one. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of okay on Connect. Like, that was like one of those games that was kind of like, alright for Connect, you know? Okay. I don't um, know, it came, it came, it came to yeah. Connect. Yeah, it did. Uh, and then, uh, also the Outer Worlds comes to Switch. That 55 Worldwide Classics, which I know you're kind of interested in. Yeah, the, the big board game thing. Yep. There's a, uh, you ever played Tabletop Simulator on Steam? I've not. 
I mean, that is basically the same thing. It's like, oh, here's a bunch of tabletop games, like board games. Uh, but there's no AI. <laughs> also, you're playing yourself? Well, I think you're supposed to, like, rope other people into playing it. But also, there's, like, it's weird, weirdly, like, physics-based. Like, there's, like, a button in the, like, on your keyboard that's, like, flip over table. And it's, like, what? Like, why is this in here? Like, who, <laughs> you know, who would make that? <laughs> you know, so, like, they're, like, oh, we don't want, we can't put in computer AI because the physics simulation is too intense. And I'm going, like, I, I don't need to be a physics simulation. I just want a computer to play sorry against with. Like, what the hell is the problem with that? <laughs> I don't know. They want to make it more complicated than it really should be. I don't... Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Not necessary sometimes, folks. Just get people what they want. It's all right. Yeah, I'm playing. I'm playing. You know, today I was playing Microsoft Jigsaw. Puzzle, you know, the Jigsaw game on Windows. So I was that bored. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm almost, I'm almost finished with this Ori in the Blind Forest puzzle. So watch out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of stuff to play. I don't know how you could. Be tired yet. Um, yeah. But all right. I think that's going to do it for us here. Uh, if you uh, like what you heard, i uh, appreciate it if you would uh, hit the subscribe button to know whenever we come out there on your feed, you can go check out our Final Fantasy Remake, Final Fantasy 7 Remake spoiler cast that uh, Jens and Randy joined us on. Uh, of course, we do two shows a week, so we'll be back on uh, Tuesday. Uh, with uh, another show. We'll see if uh, something's happening over the weekend. And then you can also review us uh, right there on your whatever podcast app you use or, you know, go to the trusty old Apple, which I guess apparently count more than the other ones. I don't know how that works. And Or you could go rate us on Spotify where we can try to compete against Joe Rogan and his big old exclusivity deal that he now has. Don't worry, our deal's but, coming. Yeah, our our deal is definitely coming. Yeah. And uh, rest in peace, Hannah. You did not deserve to go through what you did. But, uh, all right. We'll see you next time. Later, Later everybody.